What's up, everybody? Patrick McNally here, your favorite financial advisor. Welcome to another episode of Retirement Lifestyles. Thanks for being here for the podcast. This is the show where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom to live your dream retirement. Today on the show, I got my three segments here. First, starting off with the health segment, I got a few tips on keeping your workout simple so you can stay consistent. In the wealth segment, Depending on when you're listening to this, right now it's November, and November is considered Life Insurance Awareness Month, so I'll be kicking it off talking about whole life insurance. And in my freedom segment, it's time to get dirty by going off-road and doing a little 4 by 4 Got a great show for you, and it'll begin right after this. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now, you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, let's launch into our health segment first and foremost. Wanted to give you just kind of a little example of kind of my health journey. Um, it basically started back in 2015 was when I really started getting serious about getting into shape. I was I was overweight, probably by about 30 pounds, looking for something. I'd done workout stuff before, um, but just never really had any consistency to it. And I think one of the main things... I know I'm not the first one to think this, and I'm sure I picked this up from somewhere. Consistency. If you can be consistent with a workout, that's gonna that's that's the secret sauce, I think, if you will. I think just showing up is 95% of the battle. Because honestly, we don't we don't want to necessarily go work out. Now listen, I know there's people out there that might be like, I, I I live for working out. Okay, you're the rare breed. Most of us we you know we got to be enticed or we got we got to get on some kind of system to do it and that's what i did back in 2015 i i decided to try something new was looking for for something that i you know maybe a way to be held accountable and that's when i found crossfit um now crossfit is you know a little more intense for a lot of people i i jumped head first into the deep end in crossfit and got got results right away but i was also going 5 6 days a week and probably beat me up a little bit, my body, and so forth. But it did it did instill in me some disciplines and accountability. The number one thing that I liked most about CrossFit was that it was a group class. And so I'm going to give you that example because I, I still do CrossFit workouts, but I also have a, I don't even know what you call it, just a normal gym membership, like you're, you know, the joke is kind of the globo gym, you know, where you go in and nobody talks to each other. They just have their big headphones on and you kind of put your head down and do the work. I have one of those memberships as well. And I think there's a lot of benefit to that membership. So I kind of want to just walk through some of the stuff that I did and I'm currently doing and, and hopefully give you some different ideas. Number one, one of the things I want to say is keep it simple. Um, like I said before, I joined a group class. I needed something that was a little more social. I'm a more social guy, 
and I, I, I had done the, the Globo Gym thing for, for a long time, off and on, would, would join a membership, cancel a membership, come back to a membership, and I, I rode that, that wave a number of times. And I kind of honestly got bored being by myself and not talking to people. You know, man, now people talk, but you know what I mean. It's like you go in and you just put your headphones on and do your thing. It got boring. So that's why CrossFit attracted me was for a group atmosphere. Normally our classes were six to ten people. It was the same people each class because you kind of found that time of the day that you wanted to work out each day. And it was fun. And, and after a while, you kind of kept each other accountable because if you'd miss one or two days in a row, you got people calling you. Hey, man, what's going on? Are you okay? You know, are you sick? What's, you know, what's happening? And so, so that definitely helped, kept me motivated. Um, the other thing, keeping this thing simple, is create a routine. And, and to me, that's what really, really did it for me was I had to literally block off time on my calendar and I, 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 I treated it like an appointment. Every morning, I blocked off my time, you know, 7 to 8, 8 to 9. I've kind of gone back and forth on different times there, fitting it to my schedule. But I literally would go into my calendar and block it off so nobody else could get onto my calendar at that time. That's, that was an appointment. And that honestly helped me to create that discipline I needed because I'd get that alert, you know, you got an appointment tomorrow at 7 o'clock. And it's kind of a way that I use to trick my brain. So that really helped creating that routine. And honestly, if you can try to do it two or three days a week, make that a routine and then start filling in more days if you want. I think that's really going to help you. The other thing about keeping it simple was when I go to my Globo gym, yeah, not my CrossFit gym with all my group and all that stuff because... Let me back up a little bit. So the simplicity with CrossFit is that the workout is completely done for you. It's already there. They do what's called programming, these workouts. So you don't have to do anything. You just show up and it's like, well, what are we doing today? How are you going to beat me up today? Kind of, a, kind of a thing. And it becomes kind of a joke. But it really is true that you really just show up and do the work. And that makes it so much easier and I think that's a big deterrent for a lot of people. It's like, well, you know, I show up at the gym. What am I going to do? And so they just kind of mindlessly wander from machine to machine or just go pick up a dumbbell or, you know, there's no, there's no plan in place. CrossFit can really help with that. But I would say this. If you are going to a Globo gym, I, for personally, I keep it super simple. I do the same stuff pretty much every time I go in, which is... I jump on the treadmill for 30 minutes, and then I do some type of a movement that's a push or a pull, and usually an isolated movement. Well, what I mean by that? Well, a push, it could be as simple as doing push-ups. A pull, pull-ups, maybe some dips, things like that. An isolated movement would be like dumbbell curls. And I can fit all of that into the span of about 45 minutes to an hour. Done. And so that gives me some of those movements that, that sometimes I don't feel like I get in a CrossFit-style workout because, because the workouts vary so often that sometimes I feel like we miss out on maybe just doing stuff like, hey, I want to kind of build up my biceps a little bit or, or you know, my legs, specifically focusing on something that you probably need to do two or three times a week, you know, breaks in between, obviously. But that's how you get that growth for a specific area of your body. That's what I think. I am not a fitness guru. 
probably should have said this at the beginning, um, my disclaimer, go talk to your doctor or healthcare professional before you start any kind of a program. I am not a fitness guru. I'm just telling you stuff that works for me. And so doing this now for over seven years, I feel like I'm in the greatest shape of my life. And, and really it is because I kept it simple and I found a way to keep myself disciplined. So my encouragement to you is keep it simple. Maybe find a friend. It's always more fun to, to do this kind of stuff with a friend. I guess, you know, suffering together is a lot easier. <laughs> anyway, that's my health segment. I hope it helps. Next, I want to talk to you about my wealth segment. In my wealth segment today, I want to talk to you about life insurance. Now, obviously, this is a podcast, so depending on when you're listening to this, it may not be November, but that's when I recorded this one, and really the next four. And November is what's known as Life Insurance Awareness Month in the insurance industry. And uh, yeah, it hasn't officially become like a holiday where kids can like take off school, but maybe we'll get there someday. You know, I'm hoping. But anyway... It is Life Insurance Awareness Month, so I'm going to kick off the show talking about whole life insurance, and my goal is to go through really the four main types of insurance over the next coming weeks, and this one's about whole life. Whole life really is one of the simplest policies that you can look at with life insurance, and obviously life insurance, you know that you pay a premium to an insurance company, and when you die, your beneficiaries get a lump sum cash payment and is typically tax-free. 100% 100% tax-free to the family to help them cover you know, any unpaid debts or to help replace income, things like that. That is what life insurance is for. Well, when you get into retirement, you gotta some, you got to reassess whether or not you even need life insurance. And I'm not going to say yes or no. That comes with the assessment. What is the insurance for? Most people, they get to retirement and they're like, yeah, I had insurance to like pay off the house or you know, pay for the kids' college tuition, pay off the cars, stuff like that. And maybe you don't need these big $500,000, $1 million policies anymore for those specific reasons. However, have you considered what happens maybe if your spouse passes away and you need to replace their Social Security income? A lot of people don't factor that into their income planning. They got two Social Security checks coming in. What if they're very, very similar? That happens a lot. Maybe both you and your spouse, you both worked full-time throughout your lives, and you both have a social security check that is very similar. Well, when one of you passes away, the, the lesser of those two checks is gone. Social security has no spousal benefit, so you lose that portion of your income. And for a lot of people, social security can be a big chunk of your income. So you need to possibly replace that. And that is a good reason to consider keeping life insurance through retirement. Another reason to have life insurance is if you're going to have maybe a big expense come up all at once and you, you know, you just need something to cover it. Well, what kind of an expense would come up all at once? Sometimes unexpected, sometimes not. Well, again, passing away. Funeral expenses. Funerals aren't cheap can run you ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars when it's all said and done. And so a lot of people, they don't have ten to fifteen grand sitting in their bank earmarked for funeral expenses, also called final expenses. So a lot of times policies <clears throat> excuse me, policies will be used for that purpose. Especially whole life policies and getting back on track. So I kind of gave you the overall of 
of the pros and cons for maybe considering life insurance and not just letting your policies go in retirement. But today, whole life insurance works this way. You pay a premium to the insurance company, it's guaranteed for life. You're going to pay those premiums for life, but the cost you pay, your premiums, will never go up throughout your entire life. And, and that can be good because you never know when down the road you might get a, a, something wrong with your health. Maybe you can't qualify for a new insurance benefit. So you've got this policy locked in. You bought it so at your current age, your current health, it all stays locked in, guaranteed for life. And these are the kinds of policies that a lot of people use for funeral expenses, sometimes called final expense insurance. They're whole life insurance policies. Now, they do other things like build cash value. Other insurance policies, like term insurance, which we'll get into more detail on the next show, they don't build cash value, but these do. Whole life insurance, a portion of your premium goes towards like a savings account. And that's called cash value. It accrues interest. You can borrow from it. You can do some some different things with that cash value. But the main point of whole life is the fact that you are guaranteed insurance for life. The premiums never go up. They can't take it away from you unless you don't pay your premium. But they can't take it away from you because you got sick or something like that happened. And, And so that is really a reason to consider that. So... You can the, the thing about whole life, though, is that it's more expensive because it is guaranteed for your whole life. So you got to factor that in. A lot of people, they buy you know a million-dollar life insurance policy to, say, pay off the house, send the kids to college, and they'll use term insurance for that because it's cheap. You can buy big amounts of insurance for cheap prices. Whole life is not that way because of the guarantee. You, get, you got it for life. So you're going to give up something to get something. You're going to give up a little bit of the death benefit for the guarantee. So understanding how that works when you're talking to an agent, I would highly recommend if you're looking at insurance, talk to an independent insurance agent that can run you quotes from all the companies, not just one, so that you can get some differences um, and some choices there. But make sure you're dealing with a company that's A or better rated because you want to make sure always that they're going to have the ability to pay the claim one of these days when you pass away. So that is whole life. And next, I'm going to be launching into our freedom segment. And today in the freedom segment, I want to talk about or really kind of pose a question to you. Have you ever considered going off road? What do I mean by this? All right, so here's the quick story. My son is turning 16 in a month. Actually, literally, like to the day today, uh, a month from now. And we've been looking at cars for the last few months and talking about ideas like, hey, you know what? What would be like your dream? You know, what would you put up with and, and all this stuff? And I know a car is a blessing no matter what. And I remember back, I didn't really have a choice. I got the hand me down car, um, which was great. But, but you know, I, we wanted to maybe give him a little bit of choice in what he is going to drive. And one of the things that came down to it was looking at a Jeep. Of course, I got excited. I've never owned a Jeep, but I've always wanted to. Just never had any real practicality to it. And so anyway, we start looking at Jeeps, and you know, we got a certain price range we're looking at. And he's like, yeah, but I want like the big tires, and I want it lifted, and I want like lights in the front, and I want all this stuff. And I'm like, uh, okay, bro. Well, it, you know, let's see what we can do. We'll see what we can find. 
but you may not get all of that. You may not get all that all at once, so don't get your hopes up because we're sticking to this price range. Well, long story short, we ended up finding a Jeep, and it was a couple hundred miles from us, so we had to drive over to get it, and it ended up having the big tires and the lights in the front and all that stuff. We gave up a little bit in the model years, so we went pretty much older than we were actually considering, but it fell within our price range. And I mean, it's amazing. This thing is crazy. I, I mean, I don't know who likes it more, him or me, but we're both excited. And so now we're talking about camping trips and we're talking about going on these trails. And I'm telling you, the last month of watching YouTube videos has been off-road videos and, you know, how can what type of accessories can you put on these Jeeps? They're, it's endless, which is amazing. If you own a Jeep out there, you know what we're talking about. And if you're a Jeep owner, I'll give you the Jeep wave. I'm doing that now, which is funny. You know, you're driving down the road in this thing, and if you see another Jeep, they wave at each other. I'm like, oh, hey, okay. So that's pretty, that's kind of fun. Um, but anyway, so we, we, we bought this Jeep, and now we're taking it on the dirt and learning how to use it and having all this fun. And, um, and it turns out that in our area that there are some groups of retirees that actually do this stuff. They off-road, they rock crawl. Um, they have fun you know, going on these camping trips and these two, three-day weekends where they'll travel out you know, to the beach and to the dunes and they take their Jeeps or their side-by-sides with them and, and have a blast. So super fun. So I don't know if you've ever done something like that, but maybe something to look into, maybe join a group, go with a friend. It's super fun. We never, I, I, my kids didn't grow up doing this. I didn't do this with them. Um, but now it's kind of, we're kind of getting into it and it's going to be fun for the next two, three years while I've got my son in high school and uh, we're going to be able to share this experience together. So I thought it was kind of fun to, uh, to do this. And yes, yes, uh, I will readily admit that I did spoil my son a little bit by buying him a lifted, big, tired Jeep. But at the end of the day, man, we're going to have a lot of fun, and I'm going to have just as much fun with it as he does. So, All right, I'm going to wrap this show up. I always want to give you action items to implement throughout the show of our health, wealth, and freedom segments. Because again, guys, when it's retirement time, that's what it's all about, having that health. If you can keep your health, you're going to keep more of your wealth, and it's going to allow you to do those things, to have the freedom to do the things in retirement that you want to do. So action item number one, decide what type of workout you're going to do. Do you want to start off at the Globo Gym? Cool. Keep it simple. Jump on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Do one other movement, maybe two other movements. Do that for a few months. Make it routine. Do something that you don't have to think too much about and and just get to the point where you're consistent. I want you guys to be consistently being consistent. Just get there. Number two, conduct a life insurance inventory and review your coverages. If you got life insurance right now, take a look at what you have. Maybe you've had it for years. Um, Maybe it's time to reduce benefits. There's companies out there that you don't necessarily have to requalify for a policy. You can reduce benefits if needed. If you want to increase benefits, that's a different story. You will probably need to requalify with your current health in order to do that. But now is a great time 
to in Life Insurance Awareness Month. This is a great time to review some of those policies and make sure that your coverages are still what you need and what you want for this stage of your life. Number three, get dirty. I want you to have some fun. I want you to maybe go go find, I'm not saying, well, I mean, if you want to go out and buy a Jeep, do it. Hey, I'll encourage you to do it. Have some fun. You can buy some pretty good deals out there. And that's what these things are made for is to be dirty and to go over rocks and, you know, dunes and, and all kinds of stuff and have a little fun. Do something different. Get out of the box. This is definitely uh, something out of the box for my son and I. So we're going to have fun doing it. And uh, probably not the last time you've heard about me talking about off-road on the show. You're probably going to hear some stuff in the future. But I want to encourage you guys, get out, do something different, have a little bit of fun. That's what retirement is all about. So that's the show for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I wish you the best in retirement. If you got something good out of the show, make sure you rate it, give me a thumbs up, and hit subscribe so you never miss out. Also, share it with your friends. Be sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. One more thing before you go. Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor, and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered to do so.